What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Well, hello, Reed. Well, hello, Jack. Before we begin talking about ourselves, ladies, gentlemen, and other, we want to talk about you. Thank you so much for uh, the many people who became Patreon members after our last episode and discussing what are we doing, not only what are we doing, but how are we going to do it uh, in, in terms of continuing to go forward with it. Uh, also really appreciated uh, your comments. Um, hello, Liv Bruce. I haven't seen you in forever, but yes, to... Uh, to pick some movie topics and uh, not only films, but perhaps actual documentation of dances that we can give a heads up on watching and then discuss, uh, or you'll get to hear us <laughs> discuss it, discuss it post in, um, in our uh, research journalism, queer yeah. lecture, dance, what have you. And maybe if there's a particular movie that Liv feels expert in discussing and wants to come on and be our guest for discussing said movie we'd love to have them all right work also if people have movie suggestions so as reed and i talked about last week of this thing of well what if there was a a semester of dance films then what if there's a semester of horror films then what if there's a semester you know so um but feel free to add in what you might want to be on that syllabi oh my god um, please let's not make this school i'm already totally freaked (laughs) out about school right now because i am trying to make heads and tails or tails of what i am doing in school right now Uh, honey why don't you try to make heads and tails maximalism honey maximalism Um, don't dial it back literally just sent very very dumb messages to the head of my program who wrote back and was like she was so kind but i really was like i am stupid i'm so sorry um Uh, who donna Fay? yeah just in terms of like trying to wrap my mind around what our schedule is it's all very feels very complicated because we're well, it doesn't matter but it I'm sorting it out through life. I want us to stick a pin in school and get back to it because I am teaching currently yeah that's why I'm definitely up for talking about school but, but at, at any rate um also read you got a message from someone you know well they Bel- well. Belinda McGuire sent it into our dance and stuff inbox which is always wise uh Belinda hello and thank you so much for your very detailed message that outlines some things you'd like to hear from us. Um, I too think that's a great idea to reach out to Yoko Ichino to discuss, um, how they devised a way to impart ballet in a way that does not hurt the people doing it. So I will make an attempt to reach out to this person I have not seen since 2004. Wow. Yar. 2004 so, was an intense year. Let me tell you what. I don't even. I, I I was a big transition for me. I literally moved to Canada. It was a big transition for me, but for other reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, thank you also to the the people who wrote to just say that you appreciate this podcast and that you do listen to it and that it does mean something. I think. Um, Another message that we got that I appreciated from uh, someone who I don't know in Atlanta about what it would be also to 
as we did with COVID at the start of COVID, checking in uh, with uh, dancers around the world of how the pandemic was affecting their life. Uh, also trying, I think Reed and I need to, to think about how we would do this uh, in as best of way possible, but reaching out into the dance communities around America, around what the plan is for activating the vote. As we know, the, the mail system is is definitely trying to be collapsed. There's a lot already happening from the Trump administration around uh, that they won't that you know what it, what will be acceptable voting and uh, and we know that voter suppression, gerrymandering, that really weird electoral college that haunts us all is all still very much at play. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in what ways can dancers activate into their communities for this? Yeah. And so thank you so much for all of the feedback and the outpouring of support. And it does help us in terms of energizing us to move forward and continue making content and showing up with you and being with you every week. And Bobby, obviously, we're always listening to you. And I know that there's 50 messages that I have not really replied to, but I have read them. And Bobby, Bobby sent a very interesting email from, um, about an auditioning for a theater in Germany in, I think someplace called, um, Ulm or something. Yeah. Theater Ulm. And is it for us to audition? Well, but no, no, we shouldn't be auditioning, but basically they're like, we're going to randomly pick, uh, 15 people, from the many people that have sent in their CVs to actually come to the audition. And if we don't find the person in that audition, we'll have another 15 come in. <laughs> so it's just kind of like getting a job has now become like a lottery. Um, is this, and is that being run that way because of COVID? Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's correct. Oh, no, no, no. They're bringing, they're making based on, based on pictures and videos, they're making a selection of eight people from the 63 that have inquired and those eight people will be invited to come audition. And then if they don't find what they're looking for, they'll go back into the pool and have another eight shocking. Well, but it's, I mean, that's because they're trying to deal with like the number of people in a room. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, it's a, it's a strange way to do it. And it's a little bit like, uh, what about just having someone turn on their camera and go through routine for you? I mean, I also get how intensely labor intensive that would be for the administration on the other side, but God bless all the dancers who are in that lottery system. And, um, it's just, but also like to see a person through zoom, is not the same. You don't get a real sense of the person and their dancing through zoom. I mean, that's, what's so great. You don't have to quite turn out so hard through that hip. (laughs) Just wear (laughs) pants, just wear pants. Um, so yes, thank you. And again, if, if you're a listener, thank you. First of all, to everyone who joined through, through Patreon, your, that support means a lot. And actually is really helpful. Uh, it's, this is a project that we have definitely just been doing as a passion project. And, um, the, uh, the times are such that uh, we are not able to continue doing it that way. So thank you for those of you who have already contributed. And if you're a listener, it's we're just hoping that if you could give a dollar per episode, that's $4 a month, that really, truly ends up helping us. Um, oh, Jack, I, I thought of another um, 
something else that would be nice for our listeners. Mm. I, I think the movies thing will be great, but I also thought it would be nice if occasionally our podcast was just a chapter of a book on tape. So if there's a book we like, you or I would just read it to our listeners. Does that sound nice? How many times have I asked if people would want to hear me read The Bell Jar? <laughs> and I think people <laughs> I think people have written back, yes. Um, though I also can just read Sylvia Plath poems. Um, I've had a fever for six days, and so that... Oh, yeah. I don't know. How is your infection? Doing. How's it going? It's um, It's coming down. You know, I did end up going to the urgent care three times. And what was the third was, visit like? The third visit was fun because it was the same doctor who I'd seen the second time. It was this very handsome man named Michael. And he was so sweet. Great bedside manner. And he was like, oh, wow, it looks so much better. Um, because I have dysmorphia, I can't tell what I look like. And so right, I... Right, right. And I also have like hypochondriacal, all sorts of Munchausen by proxy, the it's whole thing. It's really, it's unfortunate I was no longer in the house to just, to dismiss your concerns and say, let's not go to urgent care. So, well, it made me feel bad. I mean, I woke up, I thought that the the staff had like grown and I was hysterical. So we went to urgent care and he looked and he was like, actually, that looks um, a lot better. And I'm really glad that I was the... Uh, the doctor here because I just saw you two days ago and it's really come down a lot. And that made me feel good. And he said, I mean, what happened was that there was the original like staph infection, which he, it could have been like a bug bite, a scratch, anything. And then it turned into this thing called cellulitis, which is an infection that goes under the skin um, starring Scarlett Johansson, um, <laughs> walking backwards. That definitely needs to be a part of our list. Walking backwards on a black lake. And, um, I mean, that is a dance movie in a way. Let me tell it's you certainly what. performance art. Under the Skin is a dance movie and so is Possession from 1981 with Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny. Those are both dance films. And I can talk about why for a really long time. Uh, and. But you'll have to wait for it. That'll be another episode. You'll, you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait till when we do a semester of films that we think are dance films. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he was like, "You'll finish the antibiotic on Friday." Like I'm on a ten day course of uh, Bactrim, and um, which is pretty heavy metal. I have to say, I've been on Bactrim before, but it it's hitting me a little harder in my old age, and. Um, but he was like, but the skin is not going to really go back to a color. Like it's, you're not going to notice it until Monday, next Monday. Right. All right. Cause he was like, it's just so, oh, he also said, cause I was like, I mean, of course I did this. I was like, yeah, well, I was just really worried about it. So, <laughs> so I put, um, 99.9, um, isopropyl alcohol on it. And he was like, oh no. And I was like, and then I put um, apple cider vinegar on it. And he was like, no. And he covered his face. And I was like, Uh, and then after that, I put tea tea tree oil on it. You're exactly like that woman in that oils movie who's like, and then my Uh, whole body was an outbreak because I was essentially drinking bottles of oil. And that was called. Who's that's on HBO. That's called on. It was on Netflix. It was on Netflix called on well and the essential oils, uh, 
episode was really pretty good. We never finished it because it just got, it was just unbearable after a while. Though I do love doTERRA. Our whole trip was really talking about scam artists, looking at scams. So many scams, (laughs) scams, scams, scams. It's really true. You know, it's a... All the scam artists of Hudson, New York. (laughs) 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 That really got me. I I laughed in bed thinking about that. Who was the person? Was it you who said that? No, you. Oh, amazing. You amazing. That's really good. That's really good. The scam. You, you said, oh, we know all the scam artists up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point in my life, I kind of know all the scam artists, as do you, scam quite artists. frankly. We, we, all, we all know who's become really good at uh, selling themselves as an artist, not necessarily making good art. Um, and, uh, that's fine. You know, it's, as I've said before on this podcast, there is a song in Gypsy that goes, you gotta get a gimmick if you gotta get a head. Oh, guess what? uh, I'm in my studio right now. Can you imagine? uh, That's why it sounds like a laundromat. I love it. I love your studio. Uh, The dank basement. Can you believe it? Um, what's it like getting in there? Well, nobody's here, but there's always someone at the desk in the office upstairs. So you go to one of the doors um, at the top of the amphitheater uh-huh. and then they, they you wave and they let you in. And then they have a station where they take your temperature. You have to sign a hole. Do they take it by form. like putting um, the thermometer by your head? Yes. So wait, I have to say something else about this urgent care. The first, the first two times oh, I was in this, I, I was in this small room <laughs> And they had me take my mask off to take my temperature under my tongue. I could, when you told me that I couldn't believe it, I was like, no one has taken their temperature under their tongue since like a hundred years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? And the third time I went back, the woman did it in my ear. And I was like, like a baby. And I was like, I wish that that would have happened the first two times I was here. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I had to take my mask off to take my temperature under my tongue. And she was like, what? <laughs> and yeah, I gotta say, I just, it, are you sure you didn't dream it? Oh, girl, am I ever? Because I remember, like, the beads of sweat, like, beginning all around my hairline as I, like, went to remove my mask, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to say, so I have, I get, like, this fever. It runs, like, 100.4. Like, it just, it stops right about there, which she said, like, that's a fever. That's not great. And, you know, take ibuprofen or whatever. Having a fever for more than, like, two days is wild. Like I am on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's been six days, six days of having a fever. Like just kind of come over me and last until I can like get that ibuprofen down me. And, um, I feel, and I started teaching like, and my schedule is B A N A N A S. Because we have two faculty members, one who's on sabbatical, another who's uh, has family leave, and so I have many a students. So I teach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Are you having fun? Does the semester feel promising? Um, it feels deep. I'm definitely there was a lot in terms of like the reading I did this summer and the ways in which I wanted to change my syllabi, um, and and am implementing that I'm teaching in a way slower way. Oh, that's nice. Um, Everything needs to slow down. Yeah. And I had my, my first class of the semester last night and it was real slow. 
and it was an hour longer than I was planning. <laughs> oh, I'm ex- I'm also excited in my performance composition class that I'm going to start it with uh, showing uh, four artists whose work frequently I think gets placed in the dance uh, portion of the New York Times because it doesn't run for two weeks, but or and there's sort of not a performance art critic. Um, but I'm just uh, changing over I, my laundry. Don't mind me. I won't. Um, I'm going to have a sip of kombucha to offset my antibiotic. Um, yeah, get, make sure you're doing probiotics or whatever. I, I am. Oh, I, I am. have to tell you that, Jack. I, can you say I don't have to tell you that one more time? I don't have to tell. I don't have to tell you that, Jack. Oh, I love it. That is one of my absolute favorite sentences. I don't have to tell you that, Jack. Well, it's horrible when people tell you stuff that you don't need them to tell you. You know, what a waste of life. Oh, what is some things that people wouldn't, I mean, would need to tell me? Um, anything about money? Anything about my car? <laughs> oh, I'm late on my car payment. I just remembered that. Um, bills? Um, mm, Ooh, there's a cap to something in my watch. Oh, hey, I got a query for you. Mm-hmm. Are you missing some headphones and some wires? Yes, in that black thing. Was it in the black thing? Uh-huh. Where was the black thing? You dropped it somehow behind this bed in the poppy room. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. It's here. It's here. I can stick it in the mail to you. Or and I also, I purposefully left behind a charger on the front table thinking it was Jeremy's, but then I remembered it goes in my studio. <laughs> um, but okay. it's fine. It's just, it's just a phone charger. But at any rate, I hope I do see you again someday. I know. I know. I was, I was thinking like maybe next summer. Shut the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no we'll figure it out it's just just don't run around new york licking things and people like i know you like to do well i have been um just taking care of business let me tell you what i've gone to i had scans uptown i went to the dentist yesterday um Mm -hmm. oh i had a handsome dentist and he told me that i have clean teeth i said thank you I love that. Jeremy's but, hating that teeth thing, by the way. I heard. I'm disappointed because I so like it. I know, but like he, pain tolerance oh. isn't really her thing. Oh, he finds it painful. Yeah, girl. I mean, that shit's moving your fucking teeth around. Oh, he's, he'll, after a week, he'll barely know it's there. Let me, it's true. The first uh-huh. couple of days are a little hard, but tell him to take Advil. Oh yeah, I'll ask. I'll tell her to start doing that. She Sometimes like to take you anything. forget. Just take like a little Advil. Anything. I always forget that Advil is there, and then and then I'll be like, "Oh God, I'm sick. I'm in pain." And then I take two Advil, and I'm like, "God, I wish I'd remember to do that earlier." Well, let me tell you what. I never forget about a pill. <laughs> you um, really don't. I never forget about a pill. I really. You love them. I love them. Call me Judy G. I am absolutely up for pills in me. Um, oh, you know what else I've been doing exciting? What? What else have you been doing exciting? My friend <laughs> Chrissy, who runs Sky Ting Yoga, she mm. has this space in Tribeca that's unused at the moment. That's where you studio. filmed that. Yes. I saw it. Read. I was, I was, I was. 
I was waiting. I wasn't going to bury the lead. Um, you look so incredible. <laughs> you do. It's like the, you are like the most iconic Pam dancer. Like I'm not Jack. That is, there are a literally a company of incredible Pam dancers. They are really incredible. I think the thing that I really love about you because of where you are in your age and oh. the amount of, well, and the amount of information. <laughs> that is such a nice way to say it, where you are in your age. And the amount of information that you've accrued up to this point that is very diverse. That is, it is in a, it has a, the lexicon is really diverse. And something that I really love about, should we say what this is for? Or do we need to keep it a secret? I think it's Okay. Pam is making, Pam Tanowitz is making a solo on. Wait, actually, wait, wait. (laughs) I actually don't know. Okay. I don't know. Then we're not going to talk about it. Anyhow. At any rate, I'm working with Pam on something, which means that she's just building some material on my body. So we've had a couple Zoom dates where she communicates to me through the Zoom and then I, I, I dance. Yes. And this is also something that Jeremy is working on Pam with. Yes. And so we discussed through what we, what you said today and what I appreciate in watching you doing Pam's material. And I think it, it comes out of performance for me more than dance is allowing a drop and no transition. Yeah. So instead of like making something make sense and flow together, you really allow for there to be a, like just a now something else. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where that's very much a part of like the idiosyncrasies in Pam's work is that she's not trying to find like a traditional or logical transition between two things. She's looking to find something new something magic like inside of that space where we are so familiar with what could or should happen. She's not that interested in that. She's interested in, in something else, seeing what it means to get rid of the logical next step and just move right into some, a new idea. Yeah. As well as, as really using forms of uh, ideas of surprise theater, humor, Mm. you know, these are, I I think we can think of theater and humor and, uh, formally and, and how to, uh, adjust the eye, jar the, jar the lens. I do feel like Um, one of my, because of, because as a dancer, I'm like, what am I trying to say? I'm not that interested for my own body or in terms of like building work with other choreographers, I'm not interested in making things that are incredibly sexy or cool or fluid or organic. I, I, I feel like all that's been done. I'm not interested in looking at it. I do think some people make that kind of material really well and it's satisfying for me to feel it through viewership, but I'm not interested. So in my work with you and with Pam, I feel very, Precious. I feel very protective of to, of listening 
to what you're saying and what you're doing and doing it without bringing myself into it a lot. Because I think in terms of makers who use formal, formal movement or formal shapes who are able to divorce themselves from whether because they don't have the information themselves or because they aren't interested in that kind of information. The only way we can really get to something new is through those kind of makers who are able to step away from, be divorced from what is conventional. And you're lucky that you don't have like these like, like super steeped techniques in your body because it allows you to create things that move beyond the form that we know. And so, you know, when I work with you, I'm always like, I don't know what should come next. I want you to show me what comes next. Well, and I think, I mean, and I, 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 Pam and I think are coming at it from different angles, but there's some shared sentiments behind it. And part of that is that I know that I'm not interested in selling my dancers to the audience. I'm not interested in this in because what was hard for me as a performer was when it felt transactional around flirtation, sensuality, these things that uh, just felt kind of gross to me and is something that dance can so immediately fall into uh, that gets a little salome for my taste. And, um, and, you know, it's certainly we and it's available from ballet to the so you think you can dance aesthetic, the the real. And I'm not saying no to sexuality, but it's is there any awareness of the sexuality and what the objectification of the performer means by the audience? Right. Because once you walk out on stage, you're objectified, period. Yeah. But then you get to have some ownership with that, I would hope, and some agency. And the agency is going to come by not letting the audience know what happens next. Which, you know, in terms of ballet, we know what's going to happen next most of the time, right. and unless they fuck up. And um, certainly at this point in contemporary, modern, the sort of everything from like... Uh, the pinnacle of Mia Michaels that stretches out from there, we have a sense of, Oh, right. They're going to like touch their face to move their head and it'll flow through their arm. And then they do a cartwheel. uh, (laughs) Like nothing makes me sicker. Oh God. Even just saying it and having to visualize Uh it is nauseating. But I remember the first time I saw someone do the touch my face, like Ugh. use my hand to touch my face to move it. I was like, whoa. Oh, God. But this is also, look, it's a it's a gap in, in education and in what people got to find out about or not find out about the Coke method of mime and or of clowning and of of uh, these different forms of yeah. theater of where even that rose from. But then, and I am, be- I am beginning all my classes as I do every year talking about this AIDS, 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 AIDS. It's just this huge gap reading Arnie Zane's take on how behind he finds gender and sexuality at his time 
to thinking about where we are now, it's devastating. It's heartbreaking. And of course that moves all the way through the form. Um, And and the whole Anyhow, 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 I don't want to no, get no, more No, no, because you have to go to class soon. But also, everybody, But I please... loved watching you dance. I oh, love, I you. just, I love watching you dance so much. And it's just, it really, it, it's, um, you're, cl- and the thing that is true about it, about you not bringing you to it, is what's so helpful to the movement. Well, here, that here's is, what I'll say. Like, I, I, I can't help but bring myself to it because I am myself. I'm a, but what's been helpful for me is that I've been away from like regular performance and class for so long that all the feelings of those coordinations that become so pervasive in my body are a little bit vague. So it's not that hard for me to, um, move inside of something awkward because I'm like, well, I am awkward right now. Everything feels awkward. So might as well just do that. I guess what I mean inside of that is it's, I think there's something different when someone is more celeb and has a sort of, as has like a star thing behind I them. See. Like for me, if Pam set something on me, I'd have to really blank out a lot of the <laughs> public persona that I've used to safeguard myself on stage and the the vulnerable works I've made. Right. Right. And, but that would be crazy. She should just make a piece that leans into the Jack Ferverness. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to, if you're going to do a collab like that, like you have to be on the table. I mean, honey, it's like you don't cast Betty Davis. (laughs) Like (laughs) the, the quiet nun in the background. Um, so, Anyways, that's uh, tell Jeremy just to bleep the name because everything's fine. It's just we'd love a bleep. I want to hear a bleep on the pod this week. Oh, you want to hear a bleep? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Well, we'll see if she feels that for she's doing quite a lot because now she's in the editing process of the Chris Garneau videos, which look really good. I'm so glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I th- what a like great team. What a fun. Are you, do you feel sad? Are you depressed that the house isn't full or is it easier? Um, uh, do I feel depressed? I don't know how the house could be full with what my teaching schedule is like right now. Like, like right. yesterday I, I taught from, I had meetings with students in the morning and then I taught my first class was twelve ten to one thirty. I had a lunch break and then I had to do a little bit of homework research for what I was teaching next just to feel prepped in what I was going to say. And then that class was from four to seven. So, and then I'm like the deadest person ever. Um, so I think that because I'm, I'm, I'm looking to this semester, I'm actually planning on having, Last semester, I did things where people could make videos and that could count as part of class time. This semester is just all going to happen in class in terms of the videos that I'm showing the students tomorrow. But we're going to watch them and I'm going to share my screen. Part of it is that I have access to these videos that this. uh, So I don't want the students to have access to the videos. The artists haven't granted that permission. Um, So Mm -hmm. for the students to own them. Um. So it'll be a screen share and we'll be watching a video and then discussing and going forward. Sounds fun. I love, I mean, I, I, it's hard to watch a video over zoom, but. Well, you just screen share. And then, um, 
and out and for out there, if you're an educator, if you want to, I have opened all of my videos. All my videos are open on my website. So feel free, whatever. Well, yeah, watch us dance around. Watch Nightlight um, Bright Light. That's the also, real fun one for us. We love we that. We love one. that. We love that. It's about it's, us. It's, it's the it podcast. Is, it's, yeah, dance. it's basically Reed it pulling me back from suicide again and again and again. <laughs> Yeah. And also everybody go to pbs.com and watch Mark Morris, Lalegro, dot, 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 dot. And, um, it's a great dance. I'm going to talk about it at some point in depth, maybe on the podcast. Maybe we'll even bring in a guest to help talk about it. You can't believe it. The colors, the Adrienne Lobel sets, the costumes. Before we Loon, talk about it, I should watch it. I, ha- I haven't seen you it. Should. Okay. No. Um, but thank you, Jamie St. Peter, for bringing it to our attention so that I could revisit and be amazed. And thank you to those dancers. And thank you, Mark Morris. And, uh, you know, sometimes dance is good. Sometimes dance is good. I have a new book. Uh-oh. Is it the new mm-hmm. Elena Ferrante? The Lying Life of Adults. I love that title. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's like the secret life of bees, but better. <laughs> Dad, the secret life of bees. Who would even remember that? Come on, go off. Um, that is hilarious. Oh, and I watched this really intense documentary that's on Showtime right now, which I think it's called The Circus Inside. And it is oh. about... Um, Sounds very Martha Grammy. Well, that is called Every Soul is a Circus. But um, this is about uh, the it's the every week they're recapping like what's going on with the with the Republican Uh, uh, stewarding, uh, stewarding forward. And there was an incredible interview with Kellyanne Conway that was just done like a few (laughs) days ago. Your queen. With the woman who ran, um, who ran, uh, who was the senior advisor for Hillary Clinton during uh, Clinton Kane. And uh, her and Kellyanne Conway had a huge fight. Like, wow. at, and, it, and it gets played out, and then they meet. And um, on this, yeah, it's called The Circus Inside The Greatest Political sh- Show on Earth. And it began in 2016. I've decided two years later to finish, to get caught up on The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know what compelled me. It is so scary. Read, read. Elizabeth Moss is so good. It's um, so I don't want you to watch that show. It's so upsetting. I'm all caught up now. Something good happened, though, at the end of season three. So I don't want to spoil anything for those of you who (laughs) somehow missed it. (laughs) two years later. Um, but for the upcoming season four for next year, you know, you have plenty of time to get caught up. I watched just the last episode of RuPaul's, uh, Las Vegas show. I don't know about that. I just watched the last two episodes that have been released of RuPaul getting the Vegas show up. Um, and I (laughs) would, I, I do suggest watching it. There, there is a queen who has to learn the salsa dance. 
Oh, I love this. <laughs> and um, she's definitely the most butch queen out of all the queens, like tattoos, very kind of like masky jasky. And um, it's, I was, I continually was befuddled as to why they didn't just give this queen some other choreography. Mm. There is a move. It's so cruel. They show, they show her doing this one move over and over again. And I just, I like was screaming. I couldn't. (laughs) And the queen is so stressed out and rightly so (laughs) because she knows she's not getting it and she is not getting it. And then there's all this drama. Um, that's kind of like neither here nor there, but Oh my God, RuPaul does this incredible (laughs) incredible these two queens are really mad at each other and it's like the day before opening and rupaul is talking to all of them and and she's like okay so you're mad at okay well i'm gonna talk for both of you right now so i'm gonna be <laughs> naomi right now and then she talks to this other queen who's mad at naomi and says what she thinks naomi should say to that other queen while the uh, while naomi smalls lip syncs what rupaul is saying Wow. It is iconic. And then RuPaul is like, and now I'm going to be this other queen. And she apologizes to Naomi Smalls how she thinks the other queen should apologize. And she's like, there, it's good, just now like you're your done. Shows. What do you mean? Wow. In the way that you make people say things, but they're actually just lip syncing to something they may have said. That they may have said, or I may have embellished upon. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's how it's going to go. That's definitely, that's definitely, there's, even though I'm like, wow, live performance. Ugh, am I ever going to do that again? Lip syncing is more more reliable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except if I'm lip syncing, because as you well know, I'm not good at you it. You couldn't do it, but that was I part couldn't. of the joy. I it was part of it. the joy. It was really part of the joy. Oh, someone wrote me a really nice message that they had just seen everything as a Mad Rumble and loved it. That's it's a really good show. sweet. No, it's oh, a good I had show. a. <gasps> I saw Lloyd last night. Mm. We read I and love Harriet, so much. We made a pair of really crazy see-through sparkle tights for James Whiteside to wear at Cotspawn because Lloyd is making a dance for James. And then Lloyd came to my apartment to pick them up last night after I was done with class. And we had a little sit down and a chat and it was so nice. Oh, I love Lloyd so much. Lloyd. They're coming up this weekend, right? They are. I said, Lloyd, are you going to see Jack? He said, no. Because there's rules at Cotspawn. I know. I was like, you have to come over. And he was like, no, Cotspawn's in like this full lockdown. Well, maybe Lloyd can stop in after he's all done at Cotspawn. You have to check in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lloyd, when you uh, hear this on Friday, Mared for your show with James. Hi, James. Uh, I and, have um, a feeling Lloyd does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> send, me, send me a text when you're done with your shows at Cotspawn. Um well, I need to run into uh, a faculty meeting. Ladies, from another, we love you so much. Thank you so much for the support. It really means a lot. It's how we're going to keep going through listeners like you. And um, uh, yeah, it's uh, as it as is said in this uh, modality of healing, without help, it is too much for us. So thank you for your help. Truly, that was a big surprise. We didn't, we didn't know. I guess all you have to do is ask. That was the lesson of, of last week. Well, Reed, let me tell you two queens who aren't very good at asking for things. We don't ask for Me and you. 
I really don't. I, think I mean, I we only jokingly ask for things like, for example, will bite tooth aligners please sponsor this podcast since both Jeremy and right. I are currently wearing them. Right. And if there is a doctor who does at home Botox visits, I think it's time <laughs> um, to just come and like make me look uh, like somebody else. And, um, uh, oh, and always CDG, Comme de Garçon. I love your clothes so much. Indeed. I only wear black. I am, my waist is 28. My pant length is 30 and my shirt is as small as you can imagine. <laughs> and, um, and I'm always fine with a sheer or holes in something. You do love, and they, yeah, you do love that. Um, all right, ladies and another, we loves you. We super loves you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>